Welcome to the Law of Living Well podcast with your hosts, Allie and Jess. Sit back, grab your wine or coffee. We don't judge. And join our conversation on the lessons, laughs, and real life moments from an 18-year friendship. You ready? Welcome back. We are here for another episode of the Law of Living Well podcast. And as we promised in last week's episode, where we kind of talked about gratitude and getting all in the spirit for this Thanksgiving and holiday season. Today, we're going to be talking about the lessons that this past year have taught us. And so again, you know, following along with our journey on the podcast, or if you're brand new here, and this is the first episode that you're tuning into, first of all, welcome. And we are kind of going through a very transformational season, both Allie and I, And we have a big events that have been happening. And this year has been a total evolution in so many ways. So today we're just focusing on some of those lessons that we think are worth sharing here and with all of you, because it's likely that you're experiencing similar things in your life or you will be soon. Absolutely. I think it's every week we say this like, oh, you know, hopefully this applies to somebody. Um, But I truly feel like we're kind of at that stage where we're just all surrounded by these big monumental things that are happening. And I feel like in those times, whether you're going through these things yourself or a close friend or a family member is now is the best time to stop. And like we talked about last week, find those small moments of gratitude in the midst of all this craziness, because although everything that we've been going through has been, you know, positive in, you know, it's ultimately been positive. There's still been bumps along the road and other, you know, difficult things along the way to get there. And so I feel like it's very important to sit back and find appreciation for all of these big life changes. Um, But with that also comes things that in order to find that gratitude, we kind of have to learn to let go of or change. So that kind of is what we want to focus on today as we wrap up, you know, getting closer towards the end of November and Thanksgiving and the end of the year. So the first thing that I am definitely going to leave behind and I'm actively trying to leave behind is this need in my head to please people. And so I used to think that just getting over people pleasing was not, you know, feeling guilty for saying no to plans and um, not feeling bad about, you know, taking some time for myself when I need it. And I really learned this year that that's a great first step, but there's more to it. And I learned that from my work environment, mostly where I found that if I went, you know, maybe three days or so and worked really hard and no one was acknowledging it or, you know, saying like, okay, you're doing great and like validating me in that way, I started to feel like I wasn't doing enough and I overworked myself to compensate for that. And so my learning moment in doing all of that was really that there's different pieces of being a people pleaser or having that mindset And one of them definitely is this concept that, you know, your self-worth doesn't have to do with other people's reaction to you. And if you're doing good work and you're doing the best you can, that can be enough very easily, but it is a mind shift that you have to get to. So that's something that I recognized in myself over 
the past few months or so and going into 2023 I'm very excited to just kind of like continue to remind myself and um you know remind everyone else in my life too that you are completely enough without other people's validation I love that and I feel like that is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I know for myself, that was something I struggled with leaving college and in the years that followed because I felt like there was just always so much going on that we had to. It is something that takes more than just saying, okay, I want to work on this. It is super difficult. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with adapting to wanting to please others, but also putting yourself at the forefront and making sure you're doing what is best for you first. Um, Because as we've talked about before, you have to fill your cup, your energy and your mental health first before you can be contributing to others, whether it's work, friends, family, relationships, um, whatever it may be. And I know I struggled with the same thing during college and then the years that immediately followed college and through law school, feeling like I needed to be at every event, celebrating everything with everyone, seeing my family all the time and just trying to balance all of these things because I just couldn't, I felt like I couldn't say no to things. And so I love that that's something that you're putting a lot of your energy into focusing because Once I realize I can say no to things, whether it's simply because I'm not feeling up to it that day or because I'm feeling burnt out or whatever it may be, um, I gained such a sense of freedom and it became a lot easier to manage my expectations and other people's expectations when it came to what I was going to be available for and what I wasn't. So that is a super important one. Yeah, it's all a practice to like it's like you said, it becomes easier once you do it and you show yourself like, okay, it's okay. Like I am doing something and maybe it is for me, but that doesn't mean that I am a selfish person. Um, And it's all about, you know, growing and evolving. And as more important things come up in life, you realize that like saying no to a dinner because you need a night in is much different than actually doing that enough that you do have a social battery for going to someone's wedding or engagement party. Like there's definitely those priorities that start to form. So it's all about learning. Absolutely. And from someone who's partially on, well, I would say mainly on the other side, it is so worth it. Like I would say I'm still at everything I need to be to like all the important events in everybody's lives. But I do that because like you said, you prioritize the important things and you're there for the people that you want to be there for and that want you there. And then for other things that you just simply can't squeeze in, whether it's that week or that month, whatever it may be, you kind of find ways around it and it just makes life easier in general. Um, So one thing that I am looking to try to leave behind and shift my mindset away from is always wanting the next thing. Um, And what I mean by that is I, for example, was pushing, pushing, pushing Frank to get engaged and to get a dog. There was not a single day I did not ask for a dog for the last like two and a half years out of the three that we've been together. And (laughs) as soon as 
we got the dog, it was like, okay, now when's he proposing? When's he proposing? Then he proposed. Then it was, okay, when are we doing this? When are we buying a house? What are we doing next? And it also is like on a smaller scale. Like when we moved in together, it's like, okay, we moved in. Now I need to furnish the whole place. And once I furnish it, I have to do this. And it takes away when I get into those mindsets, which are completely unintentional. It's just, I'm a planner. I have visions for things and I can't, like I obsess over these concepts that I have in my head to the point where I can't just let them go. Like I just keep thinking about them and they progress in my head. Um, And it's kind of, when I look back, it takes away from these exciting moments and being able to treasure them. And so I try, when I realize that I'm doing that, to stop myself in the moment and say, you know, just embrace what you're doing right now. Do one thing at a time give it your all, but don't be looking for the next thing. And I caught myself doing this recently. Frank and I are looking to buy a home. And every day when he comes home from work, I have the whole kitchen laid out. I have this, you know, renovation idea phased out in phases. And it's just, it's taking, it takes away from the overall excitement of things. So I'm trying to just embrace one thing at a time, knowing that the next thing is still going to be just as great if I let it come when it's time is here, not rushing into it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can very, very much relate to that and on all fronts. And I think for me, like I've had to learn a lot about just, you know, letting go of that pressure or like whether it's perfectionism or just like, again, like rushing and having those visions because like you and I at our core, we have this mindset where we're creatives, we picture things like we can envision the future. And while that's so amazing, it can definitely feel like we're putting that pressure on ourselves because when you walk in, like I'm literally sitting right now in our guest bedroom and looking around and I'm like, wow, there's so much I like wanted to do in here. And like, I haven't got to it yet. And it's only been a few months of us living here. And like, but I'm doing the same thing. Like, I'm just thinking, okay, like I want to do this and I needed to have it perfect. And like, I need to have my Christmas stuff up and I need to be ready for the holidays. And I, from the work perspective too, for me, like, of course, when I have this business that I'm trying to grow, there's so much that I want to be done like right now. And it makes me feel like, you know, I could be going faster and I could be doing better. But the more that I'm in that rush state, I've also like seen for myself that that isn't yielding the results I want. It never does. And it's in the moments where you do take a step back and you take your time that you can find some of these things actually coming to fruition. And you and I both know with like the house stuff and, you know, with your engagement with Nash, whatever, these things are going to happen when they're meant to happen. And having that like element of surprise is also really nice too. Oh my God. Absolutely. And I found like the moments when I realize that I'm doing that, usually it's like Frank bringing it to my attention or my dad, they're both very like, okay, they know how I get. And they're like, all right, get there first, get in the house first and then do this. When I was talking about my engagement party before I was engaged, my mom's like, get engaged first, focus on that, embrace that, get excited about that. Then after that comes focus on the next thing. And it truly is like so, so important to take those moments and stop before you get like 
too far into things because anything can happen. Plans can change. And I've found that when I do that, it's a surefire way to, um, you know, have my expectations not be fulfilled. And then I just end up getting upset over it. And I've spent all that time obsessing over it in my head for no reason. Um, so definitely something I've been working on and I'm going to try to leave in the past. I am joining you on that one for sure. And I guess, so that kind of goes into my next one. And so I am letting go of the mindset that like my happiness will come when X, Y, or Z is done. So like, for example, I spent the entire time from when we got the offer accepted on this house until the day we closed thinking almost like putting aside being present or enjoying any moment because I kept saying, well, I'm going to be so happy when we move in. And like, that will be the point where I arrived like into my happiness. And then we moved in and it was like, okay, but I'm going to be so happy. Like, it's okay if things are stressful now, like I'll just kind of keep putting my like emotions and like my peace and my happiness and my joy to the side, because when we have everything furnished, that's when I'm going to be happy. And I kind of have this mindset where I do that often, where it's like, I'm looking ahead to the next thing and using that as like another reason that, okay, like whatever, like, let me just get to like the next month, like the start of December, like that's when it's going to be my month. And that definitely needs to go because um, I actually like wrote, I was listening to a podcast and like heard this quote that happiness isn't a place you arrive to. It's a state you cultivate. And I was like, wow, that. that. Yeah. Like, because it's so simple, but to, you know, exactly what I'm letting go of everything I'm doing here from like every single time I walk into this house and bring groceries in and put them away in a pantry, I'm cultivating this, like, you know, that it just becomes a little bit better and better over time, but it's also a mind thing. So that's like the biggest thing that I am trying to absorb a little more is that I can make my imperfect home or, you know, like a not exact plan that didn't go as I thought it was into my happy state. It's just a matter of me actually thinking that way and not constantly looking for a reason that it's not there yet. So that is something that I've been like super, ever since I heard that quote, I'm like, yes, like that's it. Like everything we do from waking up in the morning to thinking I'm going to have a good day today that's one step to cultivate the happiness versus yeah, tomorrow I'll be happy. Like it's raining today and kind of just giving up on myself. Oh my gosh. I think that I think, I honestly think that to myself all the time. I'm like, it kind of goes with what, you know, I had mentioned I'm trying to leave in the past is like always looking for the next thing and kind of setting or, you know, our episode where we talked about the waiting room of life, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, once I get here, I'm going to feel this certain way and attributing moments in life or milestones to your happiness or your level, you know, how you're measuring your level of success is just probably more times than not going to lead you into a place of disappointment if you don't reach your goal within that time. Um, And so I think it's super important to just focus on how can I make myself happy? And we talked about that a little bit in our last episode, especially 
during this season where we're approaching winter here, at least in New Jersey, and it's dark out all the time. I leave work and it's dark and I wake up, it's just dark all the time. You have to kind of force yourself in those moments more than ever to find happiness each and every day or even like a feeling of content each and every day um, without placing some sort of time frame or restraint on it. Um, so I definitely agree with you on that one. I just had another thought in my head of one that I'm letting go of and I completely am blanking on it right now. And it was such a good one. Oh, it'll come back. I it'll hate when that happens. Um, oh, I remember what it was. One that I probably have been working on for as long as I can remember. And Frank has been the biggest contributor to kind of help um, stop it, not even intentionally, just by virtue of his personality in comparison to mine. So one of the things that kind of goes along with what you had just mentioned is I'm trying to work on giving up control and being okay with not being in control of every aspect. Um, for example, we are, like I said, looking to purchase a home and our strategies as far as how we're negotiating, what our expectations are, what our, you know, emotions are in the process are all very different. And that's not something new. I, you know, always knew that Frank and I had very different thought processes. And that's what I liked about our relationship because we balance each other out. When I'm overthinking things, he has a calm, rational way of explaining it. Um, and when he needs help seeing the bigger picture and putting things together conceptually, instead of focusing on like the smaller things in the, you know, on the way I step in and come up with the plan. So it's always a good balance. Um, but it's often come with times where I haven't had the control that I'm usually used to and that I'm comfortable with. And so, for example, negotiating on our house, there were certain things that I had in my mind as far as how I wanted things to go. And Frank had to say, listen, like it's about compromise. There's going to be things that you want to do that I don't agree with and things that I want to do that you don't agree with. And we have to just talk them through and come up with the best overall solution. And I truly have felt, I mean, I've talked to you about it. So you have firsthand experience. I've felt more at peace with that. And I'm like, listen, whatever is going to work out is going to work out how it's supposed to. If this house doesn't work out because we're not on the exact same page with things, then that's how it's supposed to be. And I can't control that outcome. I can't control how, you know, what Frank's expectations are and what he's looking for. I can only advocate for myself, listen, understand, <clears throat> and overall just work through the process and realize that not everything's in my control. That doesn't mean things aren't going to work out or lead me to a new path. And that's probably been the most difficult one this year that I've been trying to let go of. It's really interesting, um, you know, hearing you talk about that. That's definitely something that I have like, even just looking at, um, you know, from the wellness lens of like my experience of using, I guess, like control around like wellness and how I was moving and what I was eating. Like that was such an act of like trying to control things when other things in life felt like I wasn't controlling them. Like I still lived at home and I didn't know what I was doing at my job. And so 
that's something I very much relate to. And it makes me think, um, you know, you referred before to our episode about the waiting room of life. And so in that episode, Dara, our guest, um, she kind of talked about this book and referenced it. Um, It's Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I've been listening to the audiobook of that on my morning walks just because it's felt, you know, I don't know, it felt like it called to me. And like, especially since that episode, I've been wanting to check him out. And he speaks a lot about the entire concept of control and like why we are completely living in the future because we feel that like if we do, we will somehow make it what it's supposed to be. And it is, it's like a total control thing. But a lot of what he talks about is the way that you can kind of regain that, like, because why do we want control, right? We want things to work out well. We don't want to get into bad outcomes. And so he kind of talks about how living that, like basically saying, if your ideal outcome is to be married to Frank next year, living in your house, having it be beautiful, having guests come in and out and just like hosting and loving life, you just start to act like that and live like that now. And like, that's the element that you can control in a healthy way where you don't know maybe when the house is exactly going to fall into place. You maybe don't know exactly how your wedding day is going to go. But if you act right now, like that person who lives in that house and who is married and just kind of like live out those values and act in your life, like those things are already in your life. You start to cultivate that mindset And those things come into your life because of that, instead of coming from a place where you're just like grasping for them so hard that you're setting these like unrealistic expectations. And I just said you, but I'm not, I'm honestly speaking to myself and like anyone else who grasps for control, but like, that's like often where it comes from. It's like, oh my God, like I don't want where I am right now. So I'm just gonna, I need to like know what's ahead of me. And so like he, I really liked his mindset and I've been like trying to think that through of like, how do I wake up right now and live like the CEO of an amazing company that I'm trying to build every day? Like, how do I act like that now instead of just like dreaming of it and hoping one day by my like careful calculations, it just comes together. No, absolutely. And you're actually inspiring me now. I want to check him out. Um, because I feel like I can learn so much from it because it is something I'm like actively trying to work on. But I would say like, even my mom said something the other day. She's like, I feel like you've come to um, a much more, not reasonable place in the sense that like I was unreasonable before, but she's like, just your outlook on things lately, especially like the bigger things that you're going through you've put thought into it you've been you know you've considered different outcomes and you haven't been like no this is how we're doing it and that's it sort of thing and that kind of made me happy inside to really sit back and think not only have I felt like I'm more at peace with giving up you know some form of control I'll never be able to give it all up I'm a Virgo to the T. I like to have a plan of what's going on. I like to have steps, how to get there, all of that. Um, But giving up the things that I can't control and not being even upset that I'm giving them up, ultimately having peace with it. So for example, with this house, yes, is buying a house an emotional process. You will be the first one to tell anybody listening that it is a very 
emotional process, especially when it's not for an investment, it's for yourself. Um, and so I often find myself going back and forth, like, would I be upset if this fell through and I had to do it again? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we only saw three houses and we liked this one. There's mm-hmm. going to be a million other houses. And I know Frank will say that to me, but in those moments, sometimes I'm like, well, no, 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 but it has to be this one because I want it to happen now. And I can picture doing this to the bedroom, this to the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I try to control every little aspect of it. And he's been saying, listen, what's going to work out is going to work out. It has to also work in our favor too. We can't just jump and say, all right, well, this is the house that we want. So we're going to do anything to make it happen there. We have to have, you know, do everything with reason. And I've just found so much more comfort in that as long as we're supporting each other back and forth, I can let go of some of that control, knowing that Frank has, you know, my my best interest in mind and I have his so you know we can share that that burden of control I guess because it definitely can be a burden even though I feel like you probably feel the same when you're you know a big planner and you look forward to all of these milestones or these different accomplishments you put that burden almost on yourself and you feel like you have to meet them and if you don't you're going to let people down when really it's just yourself. So letting go of that burden just frees up so much more of your mindset. Similar to where we started here, where I was saying, you know, this concept that other people's approval, it doesn't need to measure our self-worth. And sometimes in a way, even if no one's ever told us, Hey, Allie, you should have a house right now with Frank. And like, you should get married and have a perfect setting to like walk into after your honeymoon. Even though no one's saying that to you, it's really easy to form that kind of expectation on yourself. And then you sit back and you say, well, am I okay if that's not my right now? If that's not the case and if that's not life's plan at this very moment, okay, then, you know, nothing else matters. And so it's bringing it back to what really brings you that like self-worth. And like, if you know that you're going to be okay, no matter what happens, it's a much more peaceful mindset to have. Oh, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if your, you know, primary focus is on controlling every little aspect to make sure you hit these mini goals that you've set for yourself or these mini expectations that you've created for yourself, whether or not they're reasonable, um, you're, it's ultimately going to stop you from being able to see other options. Like if I was like, I need to be in a house by the end of this year or else like, or else what? I'm still going to be living in a house. I'm still going to be living with Frank. I'm still going to have my dog here. I'm still going to have everything that I have right now. It's just not going to be in a different house than this one. So like, it's not the end of the world. Um, And I know there's circumstances that are different where, you know, maybe you do need to get out of the house or you need to purchase a house for a certain reason. And, and that's a different thing. That's a need over a want. What I'm mainly focusing on is the wants and being able to learn when it's something that can wait and that will come with time and it will come, you know, when it's right. Yep. Love it. Love it. Taking a quick pause from today's episode, I wanted to talk to all of the 
empowered, ambitious women out there who are listening to our podcast right now and possibly thinking about the end of the year, the new year coming up and taking care of yourself. So with everything that you have planned for your family, gatherings, enjoying the holidays, making sure that you can fully show up for your plans, but also for yourself and your own wellness goals, it all starts with your mindset. And so If you are not aware, I do own a company called the Think Well Method. This is all about an empowering and positive approach to wellness for women who are sick of the diet cycle and constantly looking at habits and comparisons online. I really work with you one-on-one to get to know you, your personality, what motivates you, and work together to find habits that stick and starting one by one to establish a routine that is going to fulfill you and empower you again to do all of the amazing things that you want to do. So if you're interested in just learning a little bit more about working with me, you can head to thinkwellbyjess.com or find me on Instagram at thinkwell by Jess. Send me a DM, reach out. Um, There are a ton of resources on my website to get to know me a little bit more, but anyone who is listening to the podcast today can be eligible for the 50% off discount of a one month of coaching. And so whether you want to get to know me a little bit more now to redeem that in the new year, or you're ready to get started right now, I cannot wait to talk to you. So reach out, let me know that you're a listener and let's get started. Back to the episode. All right. So my next thing that I'm going to be letting go of um, is this idea that we something that I want is going to fall towards me without me actually expressing it. And so like we're not going to ever get something that we want if we don't ask for it. And asking for what we want is not really easy all the time. So I learned that a lot with doing like something extremely scary. I mean, I've referenced it on this podcast many times, but just getting up in front of my boss at my full-time job and telling her that I really, really want to take the step forward into my own business And what that means is, unfortunately, I'm not going to be working full time for her anymore. And so for, I guess, like a while leading up to that decision, I knew that I hadn't put that out there in the universe. I hadn't talked to my, you know, company, hadn't talked to my bosses. Um, Yeah, of course, I was like talking to people in my life about wanting to do this. But towards that end, once I made the decision in my head mentally, like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I need. It's the time. I sat on that for, I would say, three to four months waiting for, I don't know, like, I guess in my head, I thought there's going to come this like great moment and it's going to be my time and I'll have the conversation with my boss and it will be fine. But in those months, every single time something at work flared up or we had a really busy time or there was a stressful day, I would get so frustrated as if, you know, like I'm going to leave anyway. Like, why are they doing this to me? And I'd get in such a victim mindset. And then remember, like, I never actually asked for permission to walk away. And I never asked them to give me that separation so that I could start my business. So how can I possibly be angry? Like, 
for, you know, not having enough time in the day to do things for a business when I haven't expressed those feelings. So that's something that I feel like a lot of people do is whether it's, you know, as small as like even just being mad at a friend and not saying it. And then when you get around them, you know, that resentment's within you and you're wondering, you know, why aren't they apologizing or why aren't they addressing it? Have you asked for it? So, or like, have you brought it up and have you expressed that this is something like you want to resolve? So definitely going to be uh, looking for opportunities to just kind of make sure that if there's something I know I need for my own happiness, that I'm being very vocal about it and not just kind of internalizing it. I love that. I just had that thought the other day, Frank and I were out to dinner having a conversation and he could just tell by the way that my body language shifted and I got quiet, which for anybody that knows me is not normal. Um, And I think it was just me processing or not knowing, you know, exactly how I wanted to say what I wanted to say. So I was like, let me just be quiet and maybe the moment will just pass and I won't have to talk about it. But he opens the floor and he's like, your, you know, your demeanor shifted. What's going on? What are you thinking? You know, why are you feeling that way? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it takes the push from yourself. And sometimes it takes the push from others around you to be like, hey, what's going on? Do you want to talk about it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, But the only way, like you said, to get the outcome that you want, or at least work towards it is being super communicative with whether it's your boss and setting new expectations at work, or whether it's in a relationship and you're working through some sort of conflict together, or it's with family or something like that, or setting boundaries. No one's a mind reader, even if someone knows you so well. So I've also tried to start doing that. Not like I was ever a bad communicator, but I find that if I don't want to have a conflict or I'm not in the mood to like hash out the topic because I don't think it's going to you know, end up the way that I wanted it to go in my head, I would just get quiet and try to like wait for the moment to pass. And Frank's kind of the person who he's like, no, 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 we're going to talk about it respectfully and go back and forth until we understand why you're coming from that position and why I'm coming from this. And you work through it together. I do the same thing at work. You know, my boss will check in and say, Hey, you know, I just want to see how's everything going. Do you like working here? Um, is there anything you would change? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it takes that prompt to open up that conversation. But if you're confident enough to just vocalize how you're feeling, what you want and what you need, you're going to get to your end result a lot quicker. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And I am definitely on the other side of that coin where I'm like a Frank. So if I notice something's off, I have that, like, I can feel it. I can sense it. I know when I know when you're upset. I know when CJ is upset. I know when anyone, even at work, I can sense when someone's having an off day. And, you know, I will absolutely be that person who's constantly bringing it up or like trying to open that door. But I think because of that, sometimes I expect others to always be that way. And that's another piece of that too. So that's why for me, I definitely need to learn that you know, there will be amazing people out there that can pick up on that, but there's also people who can't and that's not their fault. So that's a moment where, you know, being shy and passive for me specifically has only gotten me to a place where by the time I express what I want or what I'm feeling, I feel like I'm drowning. Or 
that I will hold things in and kind of hold resentment for people not asking. And again, that's all resentment that I'm putting in my own head for no reason. So no need for that in the new year. Absolutely not. Speak your mind, say what you want, say what you need. And if you don't like something, talk about why you don't like it and how you can change it, because that's the only way you're going to work through things. And I've honestly found like, for example, I'm trying to think of an example where Frank and I recently like wedding planning and just budgeting and trying to go through our finances together. I get very, I'm very bad with numbers and bad with coming up with big picture. Like, okay, this is how much we'll have at this time. If we save this much, this is what our expenses are. Like, I just can't conceptualize all of those things. I'm very visual. So I need to see like an Excel sheet, right. With everything broken down. Otherwise I just get overwhelmed and I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I just can't get a grasp on it. So Frank has been super helpful with noticing when we're talking about something like finance related and I just get quiet and he's like okay let me put together an excel sheet like would that you know help so then you could see things or let's come up with a list of all of our vendors who we've paid you know deposits to when our payments are coming so that way we can visualize what's coming up and we can plan for that and that has been super helpful in forcing me to say like this is what's stressing me out. This is what's going to help me because now he knows in those moments what's going to help me and he does it without me even having to ask for it. And I now feel comfortable asking for it when I need to. So it all is kind of like a waterfall effect. Even if you know you aren't fully there yet to be able to vocalize what you want and need, you don't have that confidence yet. If you just start taking the baby steps the people around you that care for you are going to realize that, like you said, and pick up on it and slowly make you feel more confident in being able to share that with them. And then you're both going to be on the same page in no time. Definitely. All right, I'm trying to think, I feel like we covered all of the things that we talked about were very similar, but I think they all kind of relate in a sense that we're trying to focus on finding peace, happiness, and gratitude in little moments and in big moments and getting rid of any negative energy, whether it's pressure that we put on ourselves, whether it's things that we want or need or things that we want to change and we're worried about vocalizing it. Um, overall, just creating a healthy, peaceful mind where we can work towards what we want to work towards, whether it's a new goal, whether it's a new mindset, um, whatever it may be, and all of the good positive things and getting rid of all of the negative things ultimately is what it comes down to. I know it's kind of hard to think of like five things. Like we said that at the top of the episode and then it's like, well, first of all, I think it's really cool that while we're at different places in our lives and like kind of are experiencing our things in our own way, it we've been learning a lot of the same lessons, having the same takeaways and like gaining the same insights at the same time. So that's always a really cool experience. And it gives me confidence that any of you listening right now can be thinking the same and somehow, you know, applying some of these things to whatever situation that you're in or that you're entering or just kind of reflecting on how your own mind works. Um, and so that all to say too, that 
like one of the things if this is more of kind of like a lesson or takeaway that I've been realizing a little bit more and it might be helpful just to kind of mention here is that our minds I think like when you look on social media and you read you know I've been doing a lot of these like podcasts and audiobooks while I do my walks I like to listen to something that's like mindset positive and kind of like puts me in that good intellectual space in the beginning of the day and it can make it seem like changing your mindset is as easy as you know finishing a, the the entire audiobook or meditating or whatever it is and i think that those things are really positive to talk about and i love seeing how like i'm personally always talking about some of these lessons but i think there's also this like not talked about pressure that you know your mind can shift in a day and all of the things that Allie and I are talking about and, you know, the things that we've learned. And even right now, like, as I'm like, kind of telling you guys all that I'm going to let go of things. And I'm sure you feel the same, Allie. It's, we know that we're not going to wake up tomorrow and it's just going to be out of our minds. It's kind of something that you have to intentionally work on. And it does happen. Like your mind can change in any direction you'd like it to, but it does take that dedication and like continuing to come back to the things that you want to learn because giving up because next week you did the same thing that you just said you're going to let go of is just like, you know, that's kind of setting yourself up for this failure mindset. And just like when we talked about habits, like just remember that this all takes time. And so if you think about it now and you end up kind of living it through in fully when it comes to March and it took that long, that's still a huge success. Absolutely. And I think it's harder to let go or realize things that you want to let go of or change because a lot of these things that we do naturally, whether it's looking for control in things or planning ahead for the future or creating these visions that we want to, you know, put out into the world. Those are our comforts. And those are things when I get stressed about things, I plan something else. Like if I'm anxious about work or finances or whatever it may be, or events coming up, I put all of my focus into designing my future living room or coming up with what my two-year plan is or planning for my wedding, whatever it may be, because that's what I find comfort in as weird as that may be for somebody else. So it's harder to let go of those things than it is to say, okay, well, I want this. I want to, you know, be in this place. Well, how are you going to get there? You have to get rid of some things or make some changes if what you're doing is not working. Um, so I think anybody out there listening can join along with us and not only reflect on what we're grateful for and things that we're looking to work towards, but also take that scary step too of maybe letting go of some habits or some things that you do that bring you comfort just because they bring you comfort, meaning being obsessive over designing my future house that I don't have isn't something that's benefiting me right now in this very moment. And it's something that I don't need to be worrying about right now in this better in this very moment. I can be worrying on a million other things like getting ready for the holidays with my friends and family and getting excited for that and living in this moment as we're concluding the end of the year and embracing every day through the end of the year. Um, and so 
everyone out there, take some time, reflect on things that you can let go of or things that you want to change and try to take that first step towards making that change. Whether it's giving up control of like one thing in your day or one event, um, it all has to start somewhere. And that's where you gain your confidence and your comfort to keep moving forward with those changes. Yeah, that's all. It's all it is. I mean, it's one step at a time. And so a few ideas we can leave you with um, that can just kind of help, like whether it's new intentions you want to set, things you want to remember you're grateful for, or things you're letting go of. Maybe just think about what you can do in your day. So like, um, can you put a sticky note on your bathroom mirror? Like, yep, we've all heard this used for very different things. Like, but that can be enough that every day you get a glimpse and you're like, yes, okay, yep. I remember that's something that I'd like to start thinking about or letting go of. Um, Can you put a piece of jewelry on that has a meaning to you or an intention that's related to something that you're trying to strive for? every single time you put it on, you think of that, you know, there's so many ways. And I think you can get really creative with it. Um, Can you put a picture in a new place on your desk, maybe like that motivates you? All of these things are very small things, but they can be just kind of like a way to take action on a new thought process that you'd like to have. And it's really, you know, like Ali said, like coming to the end of the year here, Um, there's a lot of time for reflection. There's a lot of time for change, but it's also okay if you don't want to change a thing and you really just want to embrace some of the mindsets that you've come into. And like Ali, you said before that your mom noticed, like, you know, you're kind of thinking about things differently and releasing control. And I've definitely seen that too. So like in that instance, I would say like, there's definitely things I'm sure you want to just continue. And like, that's the goal. So all to say there's it's a really cool time of year to talk about some of these things and I really hope that there's you know you're out there thinking about how these apply to you maybe you have a friend who could use one of these takeaways or letting go moments Um, but we are very appreciative of being able to talk about these things with you every week and we're excited about the episodes that we have coming up as we're going to close out the year Oh my God, absolutely. And we are all in this together, whether you're listening to our podcast or you're sending our podcast to a friend, like Jess said, because maybe something we said is something that they've been going through or something you think that they can benefit from. A lot of times, you know, the first step starts with you either figuring out something you want to keep doing or something you want to change or something you want to add, you know, maybe into your routine. Um, If you need that extra support and it's maybe a little bit too much to to make whatever change you want it is more than okay to lean on your friends your family whoever it may be to kind of help with that accountability if if that's something that you struggle with whether it's out of fear or whatever it may be like Jess and I will talk to each other about this is a goal that I have this is what I want to do or you know obviously we talk with all of you about it but sometimes like I'll lean on Frank and say, hey, listen, this is something I'm trying to work on for myself, but it would help me a lot if, you know, sometimes I don't realize what I'm, you know, if I'm processing something incorrectly in the moment until I look back and be like, oh, I totally did not handle that how I wanted to. If you notice in those moments that, you know, that's what I'm doing, 
please just, you know, respectfully bring it up to me and let's have a conversation about it so that I realize it in that moment and I can actively work through it. Same thing with my parents. Like I'll talk to them about stuff too. And they'll say, oh, I've noticed this, that, the other thing. Um, But it's totally okay to lean on your friends, lean on other people and get that support from wherever you need it. Yes. It's, we're a community here and, you know, I hope that it goes without saying that Allie and I are also here for you. And if you want to talk to us personally or reach out about any of the things we've talked about, what we're going through, the fun wedding stuff, um, you know where to find us on social. If there's any of my like soon to be brides or like soon to be engaged, whatever it is, people, Allie has some great uh, TikTok content going on. So you can find her over there. Oh boy. And, you know, yeah, we're here. We're resources for everyone here. Um, and we would love to be that support for you if you need it too. But until uh, next week, you know, hopefully there's a lot to think about here. And don't forget that wherever you are right now, whatever you're thinking about doing, whether you're happy with where you are or there are things you want to change, you're doing your best. You're showing up. You're listening to podcasts like this you're interested in growing your perspectives and listening to new voices and you are killing it my friend you are killing it keep going and when you need a little push keep going reach out to us reach out to someone you got this we're all rooting for each other <laughs> all right we will talk to you next